Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas. Today, a category we have never covered in 400 plus episodes. The area is toothpaste. I can't even wait. It's more than just toothpaste, but that's where this company started. You guys are going to absolutely love my guest today. I can't wait to introduce you to her. Lindsay McCormick, she is the founder of Bite because it's the earth. I can't even wait to dive in. So Lindsay, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Justin. And I am so honored to be the first toothpaste. I know. I didn't tell you that. Here. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so crazy. I, you know, I had so much fun researching, you know, I'm like thinking about it as I was putting the outline together for today's show that I was like, oh my gosh, we've never covered this category. And it's shocking because we've covered so many different parts of the consumer product space. But um, anyway, so I'm excited to talk about it with you. It's such an important one. And what you're doing in it, I think is so unique. So thanks for being here. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Really excited. So some of you may know Lindsay. Um, she's actually been in the TV, media, entertainment space for a long time. She's worked on some amazing shows you guys would recognize, like HGTV House Hunters, House Hunter Renovation, Flip or Flop, um, and a bunch of others. I, I, it, I, Again, I was just like so blown away by your background and your story. Um, so let's do this. I, I gave a little bit of setup there, but Lindsay, share a little bit about what you were doing before launching the business. Yeah, for sure. So I uh, was working as a TV producer. I started as an assistant uh, working for two two uh, big execs and worked my way up. And I went from production coordinator to associate producer to eventually running the integration department at a production company and working on shows like House Hunters, House Search Renovation, just like what you said. And I was traveling all the time for work. And so, I mean, sometimes I was on a plane once a week going to anywhere in the US really. I bet, and I right? loved it. It was, yeah, it was, it was super fun. And I, you know, I had gotten in TV, actually, I was kind of building up my toolkit. I wanted to eventually work in nature documentaries and conservation ah, documentaries. Interesting. Okay. And so kind of, you know, all in line with that, but it was, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I was doing before starting Byte. That's crazy. Um, really cool space. Yeah. And you had been doing such some amazing things um, at different, um, I'll say, entertainment businesses and production companies and whatnot. So five years ago, uh, five plus now, it looks like you, you started Byte. So talk about what Byte is all about and what was the problem you saw that you know you thought you might want to solve? Yeah. So I was, when I was traveling all the time for work, you know, especially when you're a TV producer, you're in a place, you know, two to three days sometimes. Totally. And you just always want to travel carry on only because if they lose your luggage, you're not going to get it. <laughs> I'm with you. Trip, I travel, right? <laughs> I travel most weeks and yes, I travel only carry on. Yeah. Right. And so I had everything else down. Like I was refilling my shampoo and my conditioner and even my sunscreen and face wash, but I was going through those little toothpaste tubes and I'd always been, you know, kind of, I had mentioned passion about the environment. And I just was like, wait a minute, this is a really thick, small, like piece of plastic. Totally. And I, I'm throwing this out, you know, every week and it just felt really wasteful. So I started looking into what the alternative was for me while I was traveling. Right. So I was looking at toothpaste, other toothpaste tablets, um, tooth powder, but they were all packaged in plastic. And then, so that didn't really solve the problem. And it was through that research that I started learning about all of the harsh chemicals, artificial flavors, and preservatives that are in just regular toothpaste, right. The toothpaste that comes in a tube. And I was like, I didn't even know 
know about that. I don't want to be using any of that. <laughs> right. And so that became like that began like the long obsession of basically being like, how do I make my own toothpaste that wow. I can use? When, you know, okay. On so I love that. <laughs> and I totally get it. I mean, I just traveled this last week and I did. I went through one of those little tubes and threw it out and it you know becomes a what a lot of waste in landfills and oceans right i mean that's mm -hmm. that's a, a huge challenge right now is plastic like that right and that's that's exactly through the research it was uh, over a billion toothpaste tubes are thrown out every single oh year and that equates to the the mass of the empire state building 50 times every single year so it's a massive a massive massive amount of plastic and uh, uh toothpaste tubes aren't recyclable right? right you can't you have to they're a mixed material um and so it really ends up just being this massive amount of waste for something that i just felt like there had to be something better you know totally. and so that was kind of how it all all started. And so I started talking to dentists and dental hygienists. I, I mean, I literally went on Facebook and I went up to anybody who I had anybody gone to college or high school dentists. <laughs> who became great. a dentist. And I was like, what do you think of this, you know, these ingredients? And what do you think of this formula? And uh, that's, that's kind of how it all started. Wow. And I'd actually, I didn't want it to be a tablet at first, because if it was a tablet, I would have to buy a tableting machine and totally. they're very expensive. And so, yeah, it was uh, quite the journey to get to where we ended. It up. Okay, so so, but I, I know our listeners are like, wait, wait, but you're you're doing TV. I mean, you're yeah. traveling and on on set, you know, doing flip or flop, right? I mean, so did this? Did you start it as a side hustle, or how did you manage that, like with your day job? I'll call it. Yeah, it was it was the epitome of a side hustle. It was I would go to work in my TV job from you know <laughs> nine in the morning until seven o'clock at night because TV is not even a nine to five. It's more than that, you know. Right, and then I would go home and I would work on bite from oh. you know eight p.m. until two a.m. and oh. that's that's what I was doing and weekends. Oh my gosh, totally. I didn't have a weekend for the first two years. Now, um, now yeah. I had read that you had a co-founder also, Asher. Is that the case? And yeah. how did you guys um, partner up? How did you figure out? Hey, let's work on this together. Together. Yeah. So Asher is actually my boyfriend. And so he, uh, he had worked in startups before he actually at the time had a travel startup. I mean, go figure travel was a very big part of our lives Perfect. and it was something where, yeah. And his background is, you know, is design, um, branding, making things look amazingly cool and like function, you know, really well. And so he had actually, um, for my birthday, I, like when I originally started my website, it was like on Shopify, it was a template. Totally. I used like iPhone photos. Like it was <laughs> hey, that's how you moment. start, right? I yeah. mean, it's easy. At least you can get your side up and you're rolling. <laughs> you work with what you have. Right. And, you know, for my birthday, he redid it and like made it look like really great, you know? And so that was kind of the beginning of being like, oh, you know, my skills and his skills together. And so it was, but it was still very much a side hustle. And he still very much, you know, had a company he was working at. I had a company that I was, I was, I was a TV producer and it wasn't until we actually had a, I had a video go viral on women's health at the time it was on Facebook and it just went crazy. I mean, wow. within the first two hours, it would, uh, it was up. It had like over 2 million views, Oh my gosh! Wow. hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales. Oh my and I was gosh. just like, were you ready and I was for still that? Making, no, I was making it in my living room. Oh, like, yeah. That's okay. So, all right, that's so you're 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 hitting on the next. This is so great. So, um, yeah. how did you figure out how to make their product? Like, I, I mean, you hadn't produced a product before either, right? So, what yeah. were you making in the living room? 
So that was, you know, again, and I think anybody, you know, who's been on an entrepreneurial journey or starting one or wherever you are, it's, you kind of under, like, it's the beginning questions that then turn into like an obsession. And then you kind of have, (laughs) there's like the sunk cost fallacy where you're like, I've already done so much. I might as well just keep going. And so that's really how it started, where it was like a little bit of research, then buying some ingredients. And then the next thing I knew I was buying a tableting machine and then, okay, well now I need to make my money back because I bought this tableting machine and I'm going to put it on, on Shopify and on Etsy. And I'm going to sell it and I'm going to make it. And so it was literally mixing up different powders in wow. my living room and then putting them in this tableting machine. And, you know, I, I had come up with a bunch of different um, ingredients that were, you know, shown to be safe and effective and sure. way better for our bodies and the planet. And so that's kind of how it was all. I would, I would literally on my weekends, I would just mix up the different powders and put it through the tableting machine, tableting machine. And, and put them in a little container with a label on it. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> sounds so easy. Okay. You call them tooth toothpaste bits. So explain to our listeners that may not know how it works. You know, they, they may be used to their traditional brushing of teeth. How does it work with your product? Definitely. So our, there are toothpaste tablets. They're little dry tablets. So instead of a paste being in a tube, it's a dry tablet that comes in a glass jar that's actually meant to be refilled. So Got you just it. get refill pouches and you pour it into your glass jar. And the great thing about uh, tablets or any anhydrous formula is that you don't have to have water in it. And when you don't have to have water in it, you don't have to have all of the harsh chemicals, artificial flavors, and, and like preservatives that are needed to basically just keep the water from growing bacteria. Right. So when you end up with a drier, when you have a drier formula, you can have a much more natural formula with uh, which then you don't need to have all of the artificial flavors to cover up all of those bad ingredients. Right. Got so you it. can use natural flavors and it just, you end up with a way more natural product um, and you can use way more premium ingredients when you go in a dry format. So um, that was basically the beginning. It was to get rid of the plastic toothpaste tubes. Sure. Then I kind of realized all of those ingredients that I didn't want to be using. And then it was just like, wait, this, this like makes way more sense. Like this is just <laughs> right. makes so much sense. This yeah. makes so much sense, uh, but it's yeah. okay. So here's the thing. So this is so fascinating. So uh, you're right. Everyone knows the toothpaste category, right? And they know how most people know how to use toothpaste. Are, did you have to train people on how to use your product? Like, was there yeah. any learning curve for for your customers at first? Or what did that look like? That's a great point, Justin. And so one of the things that they, like everyone knows in business, it's kind of like one of those golden rules is that you never want to ask consumers to change their behavior. Right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, they've I just gotten used like, to it. And so you're yeah. challenging a little bit of the status quo. I, I like it. I just was, how did that go at first, you know? It was, you know, it the great the, on the plus side, it created a huge white space, right? No one was really trying to do this because it's not something that's easy to be done. But because I didn't know that, I was just like, hey, here's a toothpaste too. Like, I mean, sorry, here's a toothpaste tablet. Do you guys want to use this? But because it was made with premium ingredients, it was vegan and it was zero waste, it appealed to a very niche uh, group of people who were willing to change in order to live in alignment with their values, sure. right? So it is, we are asking people to literally change a habit that that they've had twice a day, every day for their entire lives, right? We're right. asking them to change that. But because we were speaking to a customer that was just like myself, who was very motivated and okay with being a little inconvenienced, you know, at, you know, as long as it's better for the planet or better for their health, totally. um, they were able to get over that, that habit hump. And, um, that was really what the difference was. And I think that that's also why we had, you know, a, a huge amount of success because there was just no one really else in the space doing it because totally. everyone thought it was too hard to be done. To do it, right. You know? 
Now, yeah. okay, so you're mixing up tablets in your kitchen or your living room, um, and you've got containers. How, who was was that viral video? What really drove initial trial? I'll call it. You know what I mean? That's the hardest thing with any new product is getting the word out, right? And while you probably have a big network from your um, media days, entertainment days, like was that video what helped really kind of accelerate things? Definitely accelerated. And luckily I had been testing before that. Okay, so got it. we had been around for, um, you know, almost a year before that video went viral. And I was, because I was selling to my customer, right. I was, I'm a vegan. I live a low waste lifestyle. I know myself. I know my customer in that sure. way. Um, I was able to, we were able to gain some speed in the zero waste community and the vegan community because it was a product they were already looking for. Got and it. because that was a really forgiving customer, because we were, you know, they, they wanted our, our product to work for them because they needed something like that. They were really helpful with giving first feedback, right? Like this isn't minty enough. This isn't foamy enough. I love this, but you know, could you do this? And, and it was really helpful for me that first year, basically all of our customers were almost like our test subjects and, and they became friends of, but like not for, you know, like I was going back and forth with them on DMS on Instagram, right. being like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And, you know, and they were the ones that really helped shape it into something something way better than where I first started. You know, it, it was, it was not as minty, like all these different things. By the time we went viral, it was, you know, not necessarily ready for prime time, but it was way better than where I first started. Got so it. it was, you know, those people, it was a, it was a better product. And when you got the hundreds of thousands of dollars of orders, what did you do? Did you, did you guys <laughs> like, how did you fulfill all of that? Were you, re- I mean, cause you weren't, well, I'll say quote unquote prepared for it. Right. That, vo- that type of volume. Yeah. So it was first like, dealing, understanding like, Oh wait, this is my first like PR issue. Like what we have a PR issue. We're selling too much. Yeah, (laughs) that was, and so it was, okay, I'm just going to write to our customers and let them know, like I had never expected to go viral. It's going to take me some time to catch up on orders. If you want your money back, I'll give you your money back, but I'm going to make the tablets. It's going to take me some time. And so that was kind of the beginning. I mean, not many people wanted their money back. It was crazy. They were along for the ride. I'm not surprised. It's kind of like, um, like when you, you know, when you do some initial fundraising, you know, campaign, what are people willing to wait? Right. Yeah. I, I think so. Especially when they understand, like when they're able to see that it's a person behind the company and not just some, you know, company, they, they like, they got it. And I think they were, they were excited to be part of the the growth and the journey. Sure. And so then I started like knocking on manufacturers doors. Like it was, that was what I was doing all day, every day. Cause I, you like, needed more scale, right. At that yeah. point. Got it. Yeah. So it was finding somebody who could make a tablet, but no one really made toothpaste tablets. So it was dealing, you know, I needed to find someone who was willing to work with me and then fast. <laughs> um, and then also make this really weird product that had like a surfactant, which is a foaming agent. And there were all these different stipulations. I wouldn't use these different fillers that they, they use in most tablets to make things easy. And I was like, but it's not good. It's, I don't want to use it. And so it was, it was actually very challenging. Um, but we eventually, you know, a lot of no's led to one. Yes. And that's all wow. I needed. And that's all, that's all you need. That's some, it takes some, yeah. uh, it takes time to get to the yes. Sometimes, you know what I mean? Thanks. Yeah. Especially when you're new to the space. Uh, love that you guys have expanded. Um, you're now into other Oracle oral care products, including mouthwash bits, teeth whitening kits and, and whatnot. Um, you also went on shark tank and we've had uh, a many shark tank guests on our show before. In fact, just re- just yesterday I interviewed another guy. Um, what was your experience like? Did you pursue them? Did they pursue you? What did that look like? Or what can you share with us? 
Shark Tank was so much fun. Um, we were, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I feel like how many brands can say that? I don't know. We were, Not we everybody really- says that. I will say, <laughs> I'd say it's like 50 50 on the folks that yeah. I've had on, and it's and I've got some good stories from it. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> That's great. So, we, they have us and their casting department is super transparent from the beginning like just because they approach you doesn't mean you have a better or worse chance of getting on they just you know, they have <laughs> now did you did it. you know them or like the how things work because of your background in that industry or not <laughs> i didn't know shark tank as like a sh- i mean i knew of shark tank but i didn't know anybody on shark tank got it um but i did know i mean obviously from being like in a tv background i knew how these things kind of work right you know it's entertainment so- first remember everybody yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so they had reached out when we first went viral, but at that point it was just way too insane. And I was like, there's, there's zero chance we have time to, to be on a TV show. Um, so then we did it their next season. Um, Got we, it. we were like, okay, we can do this. And we auditioned and, you know, the audition process is it's, it's like very intense. You have to really know. I mean, it's, it's, ton of paperwork. It's a ton of, you know, interviews and everything, which is, you know, really good. But what people I don't think really understand, like think about is that you're doing that on top of your business, right? right? It's, so not, it's like, yeah. it's not like I can, that's, that's yeah. the other, that's the other side hustle that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like already you're like filled to the brim with the and amount then of work. You got to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, I think, you know, the, the practice that you go through to be on shark tank, like, I feel like the mentality of being like, okay, I'm going to stand up in front of the sharks who want to rip me apart as well as all of America. And I'm going to tell them (laughs) about my business and my idea and why I think it's important. And, you know, all of, and like, I want to make this entertaining and I want to be, make it informative. I think, you know, going through that mental process and being able to write that pitch and to do that is so helpful as a business owner, whether or not you go on shark tank, because it really, Help cement, you know, it's like so cliche, but your elevator pitch, but it really helped totally. cement and, and find the holes and the gaps and, you know, the assumptions that you're making that you wouldn't necessarily want to stand up in front of the sharks and say, you totally. know, and so I think that it was um, really helpful from a business standpoint, just going through those practices. So anybody at home with their own business, whether or not going to be a shark tank, it's like a really cool practice through um to really tighten things up interesting so i thought that was really beneficial you got offers from mark cuban and kevin o'leary which is very very cool um as is most of the case that i've found uh, those the numbers don't always work out um nope. what, and <laughs> and there's more to what the, the the what is discussed than what you actually see right in the finished product yeah and i would say you know we were it was the sharks were so complimentary and that w- it was really amazing. I mean, when we wa- we walked out of there, I was like, oh my gosh, that was, they were so nice. Like, I can't <laughs> believe that, you know, I was like, that's amazing. Um, like I, I honestly didn't even think it was going to air, you know, cause I was like nothing, you know, whatever. Oh, I see. But, there was no like moment of like drama. Yeah. <laughs> and it. I was just like, wow, they were just like really great and like on board. And I think one of the things that, and I, I don't think I would change this going back in, in any way, but you know, Asher and I had kind of talked about, you know, where, where our numbers at and why we right. were offering, we were offering. And it was already like a really sharky deal. Like we didn't go in there. <laughs> with like much room to negotiate. And I think now like stepping back, um, it's kind of like the sharks want a negotiation. So you almost need to go in higher than than where you are. But for me, I was like, this is a partnership. I want it to be, you know, equal. Like, I'm just going to go in there with what I think, you know, is like a good deal for you. And like, that's where we're at. And I think that, um, you know, that was definitely a way to do things. (laughs) But I don't think it's the way the sharks do things. Um, But in the end, you know, we ended up, I'm very glad I did not take that deal. That's, that's we great. ended up very good for us. Did that help? You know, the other thing that had come up on my my last interview was that for this individual, it actually 
again, accelerated sales. People interested came to the website, checked it out, bought the product. Did you see any spike from just being on the show? Yeah, absolutely. I think the Shark Tank bump is a definitely, it, it's a real thing. Interesting. But for us, like it's a bump. Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's like, totally. It's nothing that's going to, some people, I mean, maybe it could make your business if, you know, but we had a video go viral that right. literally. Without had, that, right? <laughs> yeah. That, and it had like our domain next to it in right. the video. Right. right. There's nothing more powerful than that. So no doubt. I think, um, yeah, it was great and it was super fun. And I would, you know, it was, I wouldn't take it back for the world, sure. but it wasn't anything like business making. Got you it. Know? No, that's good. Um, cool. I, I appreciate you sharing uh, details on that. I always love to hear different people's stories and experiences. Um, so back to the business, how, you know, as I, I was doing my homework again on your products, like I, I see a lot of good e-commerce. What about getting into retail stores? Um, what about expanding into retail? Like what, what, how have you thought about that over the time you've been uh, growing the business? That's a great question. So for us, you know, we've always been DTC first, which right. is direct to consumer first from yep. our website. And there's a bunch of different reasons. Like one, it make it really helps us know our customers. Like we, that's, I feel like one of the um, really huge assets we have as a small business is being very in step with them. Um, and I think that there, you do lose the connection with them when you do go retail. Totally. Uh, there's no doubt. That there's, that's exactly do. right. Yeah. And then we're also a subscription business. So we're primarily subscription. So we do sell one-offs, you know, one-off things on our website, but most of our customers are subscribers with us, which doesn't really work in a retail environment. Um, there's some brands who have done it, you know, uh, but for us, it's the most, the first and form, like the first and foremost is having that intimate relationship with the customer. And sure. then the second is, you know, being able to push, like have them on subscription. Um, Got it. And that's something, you know, especially kind of with the, the roller coaster of, um, you know, everything from, you know, right. <laughs> COVID to stocks to blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, we can weather that because we're a subscription business. Totally. Um, so, yeah. wow. And then how have you grown over time? Have you, how have you built awareness? Have you done, you know, the Instagram advertising, the TikTok, the, or, yes. you know, influencers, or have you, is it word of mouth? What does that look like? We are super lucky that we have a ton of word of mouth. Um, our customers are, they become advocates for us. We, we put a lot, a lot of time into education. Um, we explain in like lengthy blog posts, why we make the choices that we make. So anybody who's interested can see, you know, why we're doing what we're doing. We really, really want to everything that we do. We want it to be better for the planet and better for our bodies. So we're very, very, um, passionate about that. And because of that, we have customers who just, you know, are, are huge advocates for us. So we have great word of mouth. Um, but we've also done, you know, Facebook advertising, Instagram advertising, YouTube advertising, you, you name it, we're, we're doing it. We're trying it. Um, and my mentality is that I feel like there's, um, you know, a lot of opportunity where play, where there's, less attribution, right? I think sure. a lot of people were afraid of TikTok at first because attribution was so hard, but for us, it's like, well, that's the whole point, right? Because once attribution is, is super easy, then all the big brands with way more money than us just come and shove money into it. And then totally. you're priced out. So it's like, as a small brand, it's almost like run to the murky water because that's where the opportunity is. Um, so we're always testing, iterating, uh, getting data and trying to find, you know, new ways that we can reach our customer. Wow. I love that. So exciting. Uh, I mentioned earlier some of the new th new products you've gotten into. Um, what's ahead, like next six to 12 months? What's new on the horizon? Or which, which one of these products do you really need to put some more focus on to drive growth? 
Yeah, that's so toothpaste will always be yeah. our hero product. Um, sure, that's right. like, you know, that's the beginning for us. But we did just, you know, we also have a fully um, plastic free oral care suite now. We have a bamboo toothbrush, floss, mouthwash, tablets, uh, recently whitening gel, which is freaking great. I love our whitening <laughs> gel. <laughs> I like the idea of a bamboo toothbrush. I mean, that's kind of yeah. cool. Oh, I and see the, the picture of it here. It looks amazing. Apart. So it's like super. Oh, in travel. the middle? Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you guys can go to bite tooth pastebits.com and at least that's the site I'm on, right? So um and you Yeah, can, yeah, like, and also trybite.com. Trybite, that's the other one, yeah. <laughs> Your PR person like... sent that to me. I'm like, yeah, I got both. Um <laughs> yeah, in the middle of the brush. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Oh no, it's just, unless it's like, yeah, just like fits in your bag, way, way easier. But we also, we had, we launched our first product um, in September, which is our first foray out of strictly oral care. We released uh, deodorant and it was, oh. it's the first and only 100% plastic free deodorant with compostable refills. And it was something where it's, um, it's this like really sleek, beautiful metal case. I see and, it. It looks beautiful. Yeah. It kind of looks like a spaceship, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, either that, or I was trying to think of like, it, it reminds me of something. I don't know. I like the shininess of it. It's really cool. And the size, like it's not too big. You know what I mean? It's travel friendly. That's the, and so the thing about that is it actually holds this almost the same amount of formula as a big plastic deodorant case. Oh, wow. Like container. Okay. That's yeah. Cool. It's basically just, we like, if you look at the, we have some examples on our site, but if you look at a, you know, traditional um, deodorant, plastic container, a huge amount at the bottom is all space that's being used for like the push-up situation. Like, you know, you twist the push-up situation. We were like, just like take that whole thing out and just let people push it up with their fingers. And, you know, we made it so you can actually get your fingers up there. So instead of like, I don't know if you've used the, um, there's the cardboard uh, option right now, which is like a cardboard I have seen that. It's so hard. Like that's, I know, I was using those it's not user like, friendly. You know what I mean? No, so, and you have to like not... one pointer finger. It like slides down, <laughs> and it gets all like like I was getting all like like oh gooky by yeah, the end of it, and like good. I couldn't get the lid on. I was like, this thing is not working. And so that's where I basically was just like, okay, if we were gonna do for deodorant what we did for toothpaste, right? What? How would do? that work? Well, and yeah, it's such an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, like you know, kind of like the toothpaste tube. You, you finish the deodorant and you throw that massive thing of hard plastic in the trash you know it's anyway it's just yeah it's such a waste you can almost think of all the different travel products that are like that yep Um, well that's what we're doing yeah (laughs) that's exactly shaving cream or you know like (laughs) how do we get down to that um okay that's really really cool i always love to ask our guests um what would be one or two of their biggest lessons learned or or a piece of advice you'd share with our audience remember as i shared with you before we got a lot of entrepreneurs that listen and also a lot of people with a lot of ideas um and i just it's so much fun to hear what our different guests have to offer and share and you've had an incredible story and so much in front of you what would be one or two things you'd offer I would say to anyone, you know, wherever they are in their entrepreneurial journey to just understand, like get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, because I feel like that is a lot of being some, when you're trailblazing or you're, you know, being an entrepreneur, you, by nature, you are in uncharted territory. Right. And so I think as long as you just, um, accept the fact, like you're not going to know what to do. There isn't really going to be anybody who can tell you exactly what to do because no one is on the exact journey that you're on. Um, you know, you can read as many books as you want and talk to people like reading and networking is so important. 
important, but in the end, just really understanding that it's, it's supposed to feel, um, it's supposed to feel a little scary because you are doing something new. And as soon as you start getting your footing, at least in my experience, as soon as I start getting my footing, it's like, I'm, it's like five more steps and I'm in a, we've gone up a level again and I'm in a whole new playing field, you know? And I think that it's one of those things that it's like, you want to kind of always be uncomfortable because when you get comfortable, you're really just a few steps away from like leveling up and being uncomfortable again. So I I would just say, yeah, just, just uh, accept it and be at peace with it and enjoy it because it's fun. Yeah, no doubt. You've got, like, as I said earlier, so much runway and and growth potential in front of you and people are just discovering your brand. I mean, you've got, um, I I think, exciting time in front of you and and with new products. I think that's always great too. You you know, you've you you said you have your hero product and then everything around that you're developing. Um, Super excited. And I love the sustainability angle as well. Um, Listen, share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, uh, find your social, buy your product, that kind of thing. Yeah. So we are bitetoothpastebits.com or trybite.com. It'll both bring you to the same place. Our Instagram is at bite and our Twitter is bite toothpaste. And we would love to hear from you. We're always on there. We take social super seriously and uh, any suggestions, comments, or even if you're just starting to look into sustainability or curious about a zero waste journey, we have so many resources. Um, and uh, yeah, please, uh, please let us know and uh, give us a try. Very, very cool. Lindsay McCormick, everybody. How fun is that? I'm so glad you were here, Lindsay. Um, Love learning about Bite. You must come back on. I I mean, like next year, love to have you back on, talk about how these other products are doing and um, some of your other lessons learned in your stories. Um, But it'd be great to have you back on. I love that, Justin. Thank you so much. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.